0: Welcome to A Lunch With Biggie, a podcast about small business and creatives sharing their stories and inspiring you. My guest today is a chef who's o- who's always worked on various different types of jobs in the kitchen and always wanted to run his own kitchen, serving up breakfast and lunch from scratch in Castleberry, Florida. Please welcome the chef and owner of Alex's Fresh Kitchen, Alex Diaz. What's going on, Alex? How
1: are you doing? Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, you're very welcome, man. Very welcome. Okay, so my first question always is, What's your go-to um, sandwich lunch? What's your uh, what's your go-to
1: go-to sandwich is going to be the Mamba Burger. Okay, uh, you know that's uh everybody winning award-winning Mamba burger. Winning. burger. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows us for the Mamba Burger. A um, little bit about the burger. It's a little bit about Kobe Bryant. Yep. So when Kobe Bryant passed away, uh, we had a lot of people coming into the restaurant wanting a burger, and um, I was a little under about Kobe bedying and stuff like that. Yeah. So when people were coming in asking for a burger, we were just a breakfast spot, like 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. I wasn't serving burgers. And then my mom was, like, getting upset that people were, like, leaving by abundance. You know, they're coming in here. We don't have a burger. They're leaving. So my mom was like, make an effing burger. Alex, make an effing burger. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let me think about this, how I'm going to do this. So I was in denial about Kobe dying at that time. So I went home. Thinking about it Slept on it Woke up Had this idea About Kobe Bryant And Making a burger After his Like a tribute So My idea was just to make this burger One time One time only And it ended up being Like who we are today You know It just blew up it, We end up winning The burger award for it um, But a little bit How I started to create it So My idea Was to tried to put his personality into a burger which i've never done before yeah i've never created anything like that but i was really in feeling in the moment of like like an idol icon you know like i grew up jordan but when kobe came into the play it was just like he was like the next best thing you Mm -hmm. know was like i was like wow this guy's just amazing and just on and off the field It just made me uh, more inspired to make it a perfect burger. Okay. You know, so I came out with the 24 spices to represent his number. And then my brother, Zach, he asked me, why are you doing a six ounce burger? Why don't you just do an eight ounce burger and then you complete both his numbers? And I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. So I started with the eight ounce burger, 24 spices. um, And then I had to think about how was I going to put his personality and who he is in this burger? yeah so i thought about the mom about the mamba snake you know so i thought about jalapenos so it was like jalapenos fried you got that nice fiery bite you know kind of represent represents the serpent you know yep so then i thought about the pickles and i was like oh about himself so the pickles kind of remind you of how he made people feel how salty he made them feel you know the bitterness and stuff like that and then the cheese sauce the cheese sauce was just the top because he's always smiling you know he always had that smile no matter if he was hurt and sick winning losing no matter what he always just always had that smile and he always had a burger uh, from in and out before and after every game oh and really? I found that out after i created the mama burger i had no idea yeah. about that so there's a there's Quite a few pictures that you can see him biting down on a burger. So that also helped me with my creation because I seen some of the ingredients on the plate and in some of the pictures. And that's how I came up with the jalapeno and pickles. And that's pretty much how it sums it all up for the Mama Burger. And then after that, it's like the chicken sandwich, the turkey club, the chicken and waffles. And then after that, it's more of our creations that we do sometimes. Yeah. I let my guys do a lot of the creating Because like as I was telling you before When I was a young chef working all over um, I've always wanted to get in the kitchen And work personally with the chef And create something But you know That's all a dream It's not really That doesn't really ever happen And it it never did for me Um, So Sharing ideas and everything like that With other friends and other chefs I think is the best way to create great food So I let these guys do Pretty much do what they want within reason, you know, we, we cross reference our menu with ingredients that we have and we try to create stuff like that. Sometimes I buy some stuff like out, you know, but um, most of the time I just let them go full, full ham on it, whatever they want to do. You want to create something crazy, let's do it. That's why I'm able to create my menu differently all the time. Um, As far as consistency goes i feel like i was telling you before i feel like consistency can be a killer sometimes yeah so like when you go to mcdonald's and you go to chick-fil-a yeah you get what you want all the time but it's still the same there's nothing different about it Mm -hmm. it's always the same so as people uh i feel like we always strive for something different we always want something different For some people, they want the same thing all the time, and I don't want to say those people are boring. But as a chef, and like as a person that loves food, we always want to try something different. Yeah, you know, my mind's always going. Like I'm talking right now, my mind is is somewhere else, and I'm like thinking about food that I want to create later this week. So it's just how my mind works. It's, It's it's even even when I'm like sleeping, I wake up. And my wife's like, my wife's like, what, what, what's wrong? I'm, I don't know. I'm just thinking about some food tomorrow, and I'm gonna make. It. And she's like, she thinks I'm like having like a heart attack about something. <laughs>
0: it's, it's, so, to tell people a bit about what they expect to eat if they were to come visit at Alex Fresh Kitchen, because obviously you have breakfast, you have burgers, but tell give people a little bit of idea.
1: Well, they would definitely indulge into like probably most likely pancakes or croissant sandwich. Something that's easy for the first time is gonna be something light. I figured um a lot of people go for the chi- fried chicken sandwich you know if you're, you're not doing a chicken sandwich well then there's no reason to try anything else that's that's kind of how i look at it but when you come in here it's it's kind of for the first time I, I i feel like it's hard for some people yeah because like I, like you said we have a chalkboard that's full of like ideas and then we have our staple menu that's also kind of like crazy our, our menus um I would say it's indulgent in like Southern comfort food. Okay. So, but we also do other things. Like we've focused on gluten-free stuff. So we do get a lot of people that come in here that celiac and stuff like that. So for saying the first time coming in here.
0: Or just in general, just explaining to someone, like if they said, oh, you own, when they, if they were to meet you and be like, oh, what kind of food do you do, Alex?
1: I just say American Okay. I say American, I say I'm known for my burgers, and I pointed my tattoos on my arm and yep. stuff like that. And I always talk about the Mama Burger because, it, again, that's where it all started. Like, cause it, in, the, in the way, in the beginning, we were at a lunch spot, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. I was more focused on crunch and uh, the, the gym people that are around here. So I was making like parfaits and like yogurt plates and stuff like that. So it was more a real, real healthy approach. But then when COVID and stuff like that came, it just changed everything
0: you had to pivot and adapt then
1: yeah like like kobe yeah yeah and that's where like the whole mama mentality the inspirations like i felt like it was the path for us to take because it's what was pointing us in that direction
0: yeah no i totally get that now you're located in castleberry florida I kind of want to, I've always been kind I'm always intrigued by places when people like, cause obviously there's, there's the certain hotspots in Orlando mm-hmm. that everyone wants to be in. Oh yeah. And obviously you got, it costs money to be in those oh, areas. Yeah, it's expensive. It's expensive. Um, so sometimes you kind of have to go and venture out a little bit on the outskirts of some of those areas and almost become, I would, uh, one of my uh, previous guests called it a destination um, location. Yes. So I would call, I mean, if you're, unless you're local in Castleberry, uh, I would say for me, it's like a 20 minute, 25 minute to drive so like i have to if i'm coming it's either i'm in the area or i'm driving specifically to come eat at your place so how did that come about like deciding on the location and kind of uh going that route and then was the original concept was it always a concept of like hey i'm gonna i want a brick and mortar and the opportunity just kind of came like tell me a little bit about how that whole experience came so
1: definitely not so i was on my way out uh as far as a chef um 2019 um, I had my last run opening a restaurant called uh, Cafe Linger over in Edgewater. Um, just had not a bad relationship, just just had some not the greatest experiences, and we we, we parted ways. And I was just like, I'm done with this. Yeah, you know, uh, I've been asking my mother to invest into opening a restaurant for probably the last 12 years, and she always said I need enough, not enough seasoning. You need more seasoning, Alex. So she would tell me. I'm like, see, I'm like. At that time I was like 16 years as a chef. I'm like what more do you need? <laughs> you know I've you've seen all the restaurants I've opened, you've seen, you know. So, I was I'm a gamer. I like to play video games. So I was looking into like schooling for video games and stuff like that. I was going to take a loan out and then my mother, both my moms were like we're going to open a new restaurant. And I'm like, "Yeah, right." And we met up at a lawyer's place, we created the LOC, um, and and the name just came as we were creating the LLC, we really didn't know Alex's Fresh Kitchen was going to be called Alex's Fresh Kitchen. The first name that we came up with was called um, Are You Kitchen Me? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So we had a lot of like cool names that we came up with. But for some reason, Alex's Fresh Kitchen stuck because of all my supporters and my mothers know me the most. You know, They know my ups, my downs, my strong sides, my, my weaknesses and stuff like that. So they, they helped me kind of grow the business as far as like, cause I didn't know how and what I was going to do. And like, I, nobody knows who I am here. You know, I've, yeah, I've opened up restaurants, but I'm not like this renowned chef, like or celebrity yeah. chef. No one knows who the hell I am. So. And kind
0: of almost like what you said, in the sense of when you are like the main chef, it's kind of like you're there. You're the quote unquote main star, exactly. And then the supporting cast, the people who are actually doing the food, you're not actually getting the notoriety or whatnot because exactly. you're kind of like the chef. You're just like the back, the, the person setting up. Even though you're there's a huge part in what you do. You're not the main one, so obviously you may. Even though you've been in done a lot of different restaurants, um, a lot of people just didn't know who you were. Exactly. Uh, even though you've you know you've had a lot of sweat and, and a lot of time and a lot of everything in the kitchen. Um, not to mention your dad's a chef. I mean, you, your whole fan. You got like you got like a whole generational thing of when it comes to food and, and being a chef and everything like that.
1: Correct. Correct. My dad was a chef uh, as well. I mean, he still is a chef, yeah. but um, and he's out of that business. But back to how I started. Yeah. Um, My, uh, my mother's, after we uh, came out of the, making the LLC, uh, we started looking around and I didn't know how to look around, you know? So I was just like Googling and looking at city something and LoopNet and stuff like that. And I found this lady that was selling her place and she was a catering commissary kitchen. And what I wanted to do was get a food truck but i didn't want to be in someone else's commissary kitchen because it's very costly mm-hmm. so i worked at the east end market and i worked at a bunch of other places that have commissary kitchens so i kind of understand that it was pretty expensive but if i had my own spot or my own workplace i can just work on my own and i don't have to answer to nobody so that brought me to looking at places like commissaries people that were selling their stuff and i found this spot in Ivalon Park. That was our first location we were looking okay at. so we were looking out there i worked for this lady for a little bit but she wanted a lot of money for basically essentially a spot that's more like it was big enough for a commissary kitchen it's just the, the stuff that was buying with it wasn't commercial grade so we weren't interested yeah so we looking around looking around i went to winter park i went to maitland and went to all these places but for like startup it was it was a lot man yeah and i was like so what you call it like not distraught, just like i uh, wasn't scared or feared i was just getting discouraged i said yeah. i would say yeah. like i didn't know where i was going to end up and i was working with this broker and what he does is that he finds businesses that are like failing or that want to sell so that's what he did and he found this spot here it used to be called uh, Five Burrows Pizza. Right? Okay. So it was this pizza spot. This guy was failing, and he offered to sell the place to me. And I was like, you know, we need to start somewhere. You know, um, when And I it's fought,
0: probably cheaper than you get. It was yeah. way
1: cheaper when we yeah. f- first started here. And uh, I-, I wasn't really thinking about location, per se, because I knew – what I wanted to do and I knew it was going to take time and I knew it was going to be slow so I had to really think hard what I wanted to do here and uh, I always enjoyed like breakfast brunch so it, you know back to what I originally wanted to do was like sort of like Spanish food but with a twist a more elevated um, but when I started doing my research in this area I was like I wasn't going to be able to do that like, even though it's a Spanish culture area, kind of mm-hmm. the type of food that I wanted to do would have been more elegant, more a little elevated. So you definitely would be paying more money. More. Yeah. So I, w- I was like, yeah, let's just do breakfast and lunch. And then that's when my mom was like, oh, you got crunch over there is being built Wawa was being built at that time. We have a lot of health things around here, doctors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, we should just make healthy foods. So we came up to this men, menu that just had a bunch of healthy stuff on it. And it started off really well. And that's pretty much how we landed in this spot, because it, it's, it suited what we can pay. We, we didn't know what we were getting into. Yeah. You know, my mother's or my partner's, you know, I only know so much of the back end. I was never taught
0: the business side of the business of it. side. Yeah, you just knew the food aspect. Yeah, and that.
1: I'm a self-taught chef. Yeah. You know, like I've worked under very good chefs. But um, as far as, like, completing a culinary school, like, I never, I got a certification, but I never, like, got any farther because just bad things in my life. Just yeah. things that I've done, you know, drugs, you know, hanging out with wrong people, you know, just led me down a different path, you know. So that being said, that's kind of, like, how I started being yeah. a chef was just because I, you know, dropped out of school, you know. I, I went to a Votech school, and during all that Votech school, you know, getting teased because my parents are gay. You know, my dad's gay, my mom's gay, and then, you know, just kids back then, or, yeah. or even now, per se. Yeah, it's tough. They just, just don't yeah. know how to maybe ask appropriately, like, instead of being mean. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I just, I, uh, I spoke with my fist instead of being more mature. Got so it. I was always getting in trouble with uh, with that type of stuff, and uh, that kind of just ruined my uh, mentality of going to school and finishing the Voltech school for culinary. So then I started working with my father, an uh, Italian restaurant in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Um, very uh, authentic, you know, making mozzarella in the freaking sink. Wow. So, we did a lot of cool stuff there, but uh, I didn't really work with my dad like that. Like, I grew up with my grandfather and my grandmother, so a lot of my cooking background comes from my grandmother. Okay, Uh, just watching her and helping her in the kitchen. But I also learned a lot from my father because I watched him a lot. You know, I did a lot of the dishes and busboy and um, barback prep work and stuff like that but again it's not like he was showing me it yeah. was more of like his shoe chef or his lead chef was mm-hmm. when my dad would go on break he would like come back here come back here like come cook with me come cook for me i'm gonna show you and stuff like that so um i think my dad just never really wanted me to be a chef like him or follow in those steps because maybe this was such hard work it is and yeah. it is it is very hard work but i feel like certain people or just how it you know how we're brought into this world we all have past and what we're doing like right now this is what you're meant to do you know one
0: of the things yeah i yeah. think so i think it is well i we'll- think so
1: <laughs> i mean because um i've watched a lot of different podcasts yeah and uh there's some that i'm just like eh, and then there's some that i'm like i'm intrigued by it, and you're one of them so Thanks. it's like uh Especially when I saw Jeremy on there and like I was like, Damn, how did he talk to Jeremy? Yeah. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he's a cool guy. And I've I've been uh, reaching out to him for a couple years now. Um uh, we go back and forth on Instagram and trying to get him to come to the restaurant forever. Oh, but yeah. you know, he's he's cool and I, I like I like seeing people like that. Like yeah. they're so enthusiastic about food mm-hmm. and the culture and like Like, getting, like, you want to get to know what I, where I've been, how I've been doing it. There's not many people that want to know that. You know, just like, they just want to come in and hear, oh, you heard you have the best burger, you know, buy the burger and either give it a five star or a one star, you know, but,
0: but. Well, you don't get too many one stars. I've seen your Yelp ratings. It's like uh, like four and a half or something like that. So that's a good thing. We
1: get, we get pretty good. Reviews. I mean, before used, I used to be like all about it. Like mm-hmm. I used to like crawl on my skin and like get a one star and I start texting. I'm like, you know, but I've learned. Yeah. I learned to have some thick skin and to be more prideful of what you're doing mm-hmm. because in the end, they, they don't know what you're going through. Correct. They don't know why you're charging this much. They don't know what it takes to put that product out. They, you know. And I just learned that this is part of this business, you know, I, as as a family owned business and I'm teaching my daughter I'm teaching my son I'm teaching my wife, you know, uh, about this business and they help a lot. My daughter works here and uh, she's from Pennsylvania. She got a little spunky attitude sometimes. So it's uh, and she's also 17. So, so so it can be pretty tough. You know, I love her to death. She she understands what I want. She sees my vision. She respects me, and but there are times that I notice that you know she talks a certain way to a customer, but I just think it's just she doesn't notice. Yeah, but other people do. And she's also a seventeen year old. She's also seventeen year old. <laughs> so, you know, some people they write a review and it has irrelevant to what the review is about, whether it's about food or about whether yeah. my daughter said something or one of my chefs answered the phone because we do everything here. You know, yeah. we don't have I don't have a bunch of shoe chefs. I don't have a line cooks where we have like a setup. Like we do everything here. Like we answer the phones, we deal with customers, we bring out the food, we do the dishes, you know.
0: It's a team it's like if you were in a family. Like if a family yeah. in your house you were cooking in your house.
1: Yeah, so and think you know, a lot of people miss miss that. They don't mm-hmm. really know. Like I made the restaurant transparent so that way you can see what's going on back yep. there. Like so as far as like back to when you were saying when people first come in here. Yeah even though they order something they still don't know what they're in for because they see us back there cooking and stuff but they still don't again know what it takes to what we're doing yeah and how we're doing it and it goes back to like pricing and stuff like that it's like do you know how much i pay for you know 40 pounds of chicken a whole case of chicken do you know what it costs to buy that bread and yeah. to put that cheese on there to people
0: that- yeah they and, and i think that's one of the hardest parts i guess even when you're kind of because you there there has been a humongous influx in cost mm-hmm. uh and you've probably seen it since you started in 2019 till mm-hmm. now i mean in the, those years there's been a it constantly I, I i hear it from other owners that i'm friends with they're like you don't understand how much it caught like the price and and obviously people should understand because we see it when you walk into their own grocery store, but they don't see it in the grand scale of things. No. They don't see it; they they just think that oh, it should be this price, mm-hmm. uh, or this is too expensive. Um, so I, I understand that aspect of it. Where that and that's always kind of a tough one to kind of go with. What um so what what is the best part about owning owning a restaurant? Like having being, being able to boss. have. And like basically, and basically putting, putting out your own your own doing food. whatever
1: I mean, the hell you want to do man I, I,
0: and I think that's great and I, I think the one thing that I, I admire and I love is the fact that you like and how you said it like how your other chefs get to actually also put their 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 flavors and their things out um, and their ideas. I think that's so super important to be able to have a collaborative space. It makes it probably a heck of a lot easier for your chefs to know mm-hmm. that hey, if I come up with something cool, I can actually do this and I can actually make it. And it's not like just your, you know, just yeah. not Alex's uh, thoughts. It's like the whole Alex, whole, all of Alex Fresh Kitchen is coming up with ideas and and uh, and menu items and changing and and kind of things like
1: that. It's not about me. Yeah, in the end, it's not like yes, I started this place. Yes i'm the owner i'm the chef i'm the whatever you want to call me but in the end like these people not these people these friends these family that come here to cook and you know be a part they become family you know these people you're with like seven eight ten twelve hours of the day so to me i hated going to work and feeling like i was like in like a prison or like a jail it's like you're so like i worked corporation for like 12 years okay. i worked for darden so it's like there were so many times that i was like man i can make this potato plate or this plate look so much better you know but you couldn't do that because they had their way you had to go their way, way. and yeah. if you did you would get in trouble you know and i've always hated that and it was like man i always tell my guys when i own my own restaurant man i'll let you do whatever the hell you want Is within reason You know Like if it's not like Too expensive And it makes sense And it tastes good You know Let's do it
0: I I think to me That's one of the reasons Why I admire so much The Like the mom and pop Like I call it Quote unquote mom and pop Mm -hmm. Like the, the small business ones That are not franchises Like yes I know franchise owners Are considered also Small businesses However to me, like whenever anyone ever asks me a question about, oh, why don't you open a uh, whatever, uh, a subway or you know whatever, and I'm like, I can never do something like that. I can't open a franchise because there's too many ideas that I have that I want to be able to do my own creativity. Not one. I also think Subway tastes like depression, but <laughs> you know, and that's. Uh, but in the most cases, like that's kind of the reason why I'm like I admire so much um, the 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 home, like the small business owners that are doing their concept, their ideas because. It's so, you know, it's, yes, it's still a small business to have a franchise and do those things, but to see someone have to do that and be able to kind of like someone like you, that's like, Hey, this is how I want to do it. And if I want to change it up and if I want to be one week, I want to just do this. And then next week I want to do something totally different based on my menu. I can do that. And I think that's what I love about the idea of when you're, especially cause I consider chefs just like creatives, like you, you there's an art form to yes. the food. Um, and speaking of art form, I was uh I saw obviously I'm seeing it but I'm also I've also read it like you actually have menu items from alex's fresh kitchen tattooed on you yes um and and i'm like i'm seeing i'm seeing like mama forever i see the logo mom's cake i see the cake i got the lemon yeah i i see so many different things my cat
1: plays a big part of my life
0: (laughs) so i love i absolutely love it because it's not only like hey man i'm like i'm not like like i this is like on me permanently like i i live i'm living what i'm what i'm making Mm -hmm. uh type of thing and i think that's so amazing to see um especially seeing it in person as i'm looking at as I'm looking across from you yeah. and, and looking at all the things that you have, man. I think it's uh, absolutely amazing. What made you decide to do that? And uh, and obviously, I'm I know you have other tattoos on you, but what made you decide to do to kind of put influence or, or what gets decided of what menu items or foods that are automatically like, hey, I want to have this on me?
1: Well, it, it started with the Mamba Burger, as you can see here. Yep. Um, when we won the award, uh, it happened during this whole COVID crap, right? Yeah. So when COVID happened, I didn't know that I won the award so because everyone was out of work yeah it was getting no emails back so in 2020 is when I found out I won so I found out through like an email that was sent like prior that we didn't see so no one reached out to us no one gave us the hey hey they won you know what I'm saying so I'm friends with uh uh Faya so I reached out to him and I said hey bro um it seems like we won the burger award but no one ever announced it. I don't know what's going on. I know we're going through COVID and everything like that. So if whatever you can do, let me know. So I'm sure he he jumped on the horn and made some things happen because they were calling me. They gave us a trophy and stuff, and they've eventually announced it and stuff like that. So like during the whole COVID time, I just fucked everything up, man. Yeah, really did.
0: It. Uh. I I really feel like it kind of made. It forces you one to like adapt Mm -hmm. and adjust and be able to pivot and and it basically made the it kinda almost like the, the, the ones that could do that and adapt Were the ones that survived That and the fact of all the community Having the community around you that be able to kind of help support And keep people afloat Especially, but in, the, in many cases You did, you had to change You had to do takeout You had to do all the different things Like you said, you went from food From just doing breakfast To having to do lunch Like there, there's things that you have to do In order to survive So,
1: so basically, COVID has basically Made me think outside the box Mm -hmm. and then uh i had so much time on my hand and um i told my wife i said i think i'm gonna get tattoo of the mama burger and she's like yeah right you should and i'm like no seriously i should so i went out to habitual up the street and um i got it done and then shortly after that my wife was like i want a tattoo too so we went to a place by my house and then i got alex's fresh kitchen like yeah, i that.
0: love it like uh like logo
1: I, I wasn't expecting to go there i was going there for her for a tattoo. So then i'm like i had just gotten this one and i was like well well she's getting one. I'm, i i want to get another one too but i didn't know what the hell i wanted so i'm like looking on my phone googling and stuff and i'm like i want something authentic i don't want someone else's crap mm-hmm. you know so i opened up my wallet and i'm like going through business cards and i come across my business card and i'm just like yeah let we, we put Alex's Fresh Kitchen on my arm. You know, it's like free advertisement. You know, I'm always running out of business cards. So I'm like, always tell people here, like, look, yeah, look, look it right up. There, look, look right, 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 right there. there. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's kind of like how that one started. And then um Ink spot tattoo, my friend Smiley, he's done all my tattoos. And uh we became good friends, like uh him next door, him coming over next year, getting food, me going over there, seeing his work. So we became really good friends. And I'm like, bro. um, I want you to start tatting me up. I have ideas. So the taco came about because the first pretty much special I made was like tacos. And uh my mom was always like, You always make good tacos, you always make good tacos. So I just made this crazy taco one week and it went crazy and I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna put that on my arm. So we put that on our arm. And then uh I was thinking about a knife on my arm to represent where I'm from. So right there it says william street where i'm from in Bethlehem, pennsylvania so people that know me from the block or from the neighborhood know me as baby alex and know me as working as my father know that my family's all a bunch of cooks and stuff like that so that was just more like a a thing for me where i'm from you know what i've been through ups and downs yeah you know it's like it hits home it's I love a, it. it. It's a, it's a different,
0: and I think for you, it's also it's for you. I I know because like I the, I only have one tattoo, which I plan to get more in twenty twenty three. But the for me, when I look at it, it's a remembrance. It's a reminder. Yes. Um. So it's not. It's kind of one of those where like I mean, I sometimes tend to put post it notes around my house to kind of for certain things to kind of keep me in mind because sometimes we kind of stray. Yes. Um. And I kind of feel like sometimes we tend to forget and we tend to. Um, I've been in a big uh, big journey in the 2022s, been my big journey has been the whole aspect of we uh, we tend to be, I've always went the route of progress over perfection. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I've also also gone the route of where it's like, I, I know that we, we got to celebrate, we gotta celebrate the, the the small victories along with the big victories. Because right. what happens is if you keep waiting and waiting, it's kind of the same thing about starting a business though, right? Like you always look for the perfect time. There's never a perfect time. No, there isn't. <laughs> there's never a perfect time to have a kid. There's never a perfect time to start a business. Uh, there's never like, hey, I'm going to wait till I do this. And sometimes you're like, what if you never get there? Or what if by the time you get there, you you totally forgot and you discredit all the all the benefits and everything that you've done. I mean, like, like the mere fact that you opened right before COVID and you're still here and you're still going and you're growing. And even though there's hardships with everything else, like everyone other business is kind of going through mm-hmm. when it comes to like the staffing and everything like that and trying to figure out how to do everything, you're making it work. And uh, and sometimes we tend to forget that because it's just easy, it's just very easy, it's to easy to give up. Correct. That's why, I've say, give up. Yep. that's why I always
1: say never give up. That's why I always say Mamba mentality. Oh, I was going to say mama uh, mentality. It's, it's that's, a, that's how he looks at always it. Always in my head. And it's another reminder too. like, you know, when I f- feel like shit, yeah. And I feel like quitting and I'm like depressed and I'm like, it's not busy and this and that. And I, I look at myself in the mirror, you know, I, I see my kids, I see my wife and then, you know, I look at all my followers and stuff and I, you know, I don't got like a million followers, yeah. but most of the followers I do have, I know them personally. And like, I'm literally growing f- fan by fan, yeah, you know, one by one. And to me, that is so much better than going viral. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's the way I feel about it.
0: So you made a, you made a comment earlier and I'm kind of, and I want to go back to it cause it, it kind of stuck on me and and it kind of with what you said. So you said originally that you kind of, you know, this is a slow process Mm -hmm. and you also mentioned kind of like, this is like the beginning stages. So like, I'm assuming you have an end, like, so is at the end of the day, like, is this kind of one of those where you're looking at is like, hey, Alex's Fresh Kitchen in Castleberry, this is the beginning spot, but then we make, gr- I want to oh, yeah. I want it to be like, it, you got to almost like you're crawling. You're basically like, I'm going to use this as my start, like almost like a starter home. Yes. I'm going to use this to kind of learn what I need to know figure it out and then from there I can then can take the next steps correct of growing and taking my business to the next level and then maybe even from there maybe even it maybe adventures off so maybe Alex's fresh kitchen is also that that Spanish theme that you originally want inspiration may come in kind of in that theory um, is that kind of what how I kind of get it I mean I kind of and like because it, it, it kind of connected me when you said it because mm-hmm. I was like okay cool so like he understands because that's another issue we all have is is the fact that we want my it's like the microwave mentality mm-hmm. right we all want everything quick. Quick, but um, it's not. And I know because I, I'm, I mean, crap, man. I've been, uh, in January of 2023, I'll be 10 years as a as a clothing brand. Nice. And I know that I basically have, like, I know it's been, it, the clothing is like, you know, it's not one of those things where it's like, it'll take forever it can take forever it'll so take I, forever. I i get it uh and so in that aspect like i'm i just consider so like so when i hear people knowing and understanding that there's like a an unfortunate sometimes there is a slow game for it that sometimes you kind of have to play that game and the long game is what they would call it uh you know and that's kind of always one of the hard parts
1: yes you hit it right on the button um this is definitely my learning and trying to get it off the ground, make it perfect. Um, I've been offered franchising for quite some time since we've been open. Um, it is a, a thought. Maybe if I get it off really well, maybe I will make it a franchise. Just mm-hmm. because I would like to show people back at home where I'm from, like a, like I did it. Yeah, and it came from nothing. Correct. And no education, and you can do it too. Because in the my hometown is a lot of. I would say poverty a lot of drugs you know gangs and stuff like that but there, I would like to see a lot less people dying where I'm from than to be more prosperous and like yeah. do something in their life so but back to um, opening a i say it like this because my grandfather was a very very big uh inspiration in my life and like i got that tattooed on my arm too in the yep. sewing machine man, he was a crafter and uh also uh you know a good father mentor he just was all around genuine person you know and uh he knew so much yeah and i wish i would have took a lot more into consideration learning more mm-hmm. but i learned what i've learned from him as far as morals and just learning to do stuff on your own yeah. and not giving up believing in yourself um he was a very firm believer of that you know he like make his own clothes you know uh, his own hats you know he'll take a broken chair and make it into art you know make it into a nice chair again yeah. you know so uh, i want to make a restaurant after my grandfather And uh, his name was Leo um, Alejandro Short for Leo And um, the name I haven't really really Thought about it clearly I mean I right now I want to call it Leo's Place Or something like that But I think later on as I progress I will find out what that name will exactly be mm-hmm. So I want to do A Puerto Rican themed restaurant But more of like fancy, elegant And I just wanted to go around with food that he loved like a food that i'm like i used to when i was a little kid i'm like what the hell is that why is he eating that just weird stuff he would eat um but there are a lot of like those memories that i have yeah. that i remember those things that he eat that he did eat sorry that he did eat and then i would like to recreate the wheel you know create like the, maybe some tapas style but puerto rican infusion um I really want to do stuff that was done back in, like, before, like, the Spaniards came to the island and took over and stuff like that, because a lot of the the food that we culturize now as Puerto Rican food is not really Puerto Rican food. Mm-hmm. So, I and mean, then a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. And um, just over my history and research and stuff like that, I, I feel like that's missing yeah. in our culture. And um, there's not many places, even around here in Florida, that are considerably good Puerto Rican restaurants. I feel like they're more Americanized restaurants, you know. yeah. So I would like to get dirty down to the roots and really make really good things that we used to eat when, you know, the indigenous times when mm-hmm. we were really like 1800s and 1900s. Okay. And really cool different foods that you don't normally see. You know, get pork out that menu because pork wasn't a part of our diet. You know, we didn't, that was brought over by the Spaniards. So there's a a couple things that I want to, like, tackle and um, show people and and, and give them that information, like, hey, you want to try some real Puerto Rican food? Like, when me and Elliot worked at uh, uh, Chocos. Okay. That was, like, the only bass kitchen in Florida. You know, there was nothing compared to what we were doing, what other people were doing, you know. And uh, I look at it now, and it's like, I want to do something like that like I want to do something that no one's doing something that like we have a lot of the Filipino background the Asian background they're doing things that their culture does that we don't understand that's cool here right so I figure you know we could do the same thing too we have a lot of cool Weird stuff That we cook
0: And then the cool thing is I mean you technically Can test some of these ideas In a Kind of more Alex Fresh Kitchen style At the same time When you kind of create Those specials Mm -hmm. To kind of hone in And play those games So I kind of I kind of I think that's the great thing About you having Kind of like an open Kind of, it's almost like an open canvas that you yes. get to kind of do what you want when you, uh, As you're making things So sometimes you may taste uh, future flavors That may be coming in a, in a future uh, Future concepts for Alex <laughs> so I, Which I love um, I have a few other things that I want to talk before my lunch break ends um, One was the fact of working uh, Working with your mom's uh, and working with family, and the reason I ask this question is because, um, uh, how how is that in the sense of because in your case even more so you guys are partners, so how does that work with like the vision of what you want and what they want? Um, is there sometimes conflict when it comes to that? How does that kind of work? And the reason I even ask that question now and even more is because, um, so I'm I'm I run deadly fresh by myself, but my mom wants to help, so there's certain aspects where my mom wants to, uh, and she's a planner, so she's like she'll help me but like certain little things like she'll fold shirts and she's gonna help me now like reorganize my office so that I can as I continue growing I need to kind of have figure better ways mm-hmm. but then there's always that clash always because you're kind of going with like this is my vision this is my business uh, and at least for me in my case this is usually the case. like this is my this is my thing not your thing like I've been doing it not you um, so don't be you know as much as you want to put your hands so sometimes you kind of for me it's like I don't want to don't put your fingers all up my stuff because this is my stuff in your case I know it's a little different 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 because you guys are partners but I still want I'm kind of curious like how do you deal with that and I'm always curious about like the dynamics when it comes to that when it comes to like husband and wife couples um you know things like that working with friends so give me a little bit of the dynamics of that of like how do you guys kind of work Uh, is the vision the same the vision different like how does that all kind of work and blend together when you're working with family and and especially with your moms
1: well number one my mom is my number one. Okay. Uh, both my moms. They. They. They've seen me, good and bad, and they. They know. They know me better than anybody. And um, yes, there are times that uh, we can go back and forth about certain issues per se, like uh, a creation. Whether it's cost effective You know My mom makes all the cakes yep. she The gluten free stuff So that stuff right there Is pretty expensive So there are times Where like She wants to sell it. You know We sell our cakes For $8 But People don't understand That It's all gluten free It's all gluten free And like A cup of that Costs like Almost $5 Just for a flour You know It's like So uh, Back to like People don't really understand The cost and the effect Of what it takes To put out A mm-hmm. certain product So If it was like A regular flour cake You know Probably sell it for five six bucks, you know, but and then I tell people when you go out to eat and you go to these not fine dinings but the corporations you pay eight ninety nine seven ninety nine for a frozen cake that they cut back there and give it to you like my mom's sweating and heart and passion is going yeah. into this cake you know it's totally different, so when it comes down to pricing yes there are there are some discrepancies there sometimes, but in the beginning it was uh I wouldn't say it was hard or tough it was just we didn't know what we were doing so um there was a lot of going back and forth not even saying arguing just you should do this or we should do this or whatever is cost effective and then eventually as we started to grow and see me in my in my work and what i'm doing they, they just grew confident and before i wasn't even doing like all the like the the books, the accounting, the, like taking care of—they were like kind of doing all that. I was just kind of like the gears running to place. Yeah, but that was always been my problem. I've never, never had that time to to learn that stuff. So now I'm able to get in and learn all that stuff, and it doesn't cause any friction. Um, she she makes what she makes um, as far as like cleaning and stuff in here and making stuff is there they're pretty anal how they want stuff done and i'm different how i want stuff so it's just small things it's not anything like crazy i'm i have a very very close connection with my mom so i I can't get mad at my mom and she's like the same way she can't get mad at me very long we just we always talk all the time yeah and same thing for my other mom you know she's just I I, I call her mom because she's like my mom. She she is my mom. So, uh, so there is no. uh, I would say the only person I probably argue with is my my younger brother. He does Zach. He does my accounting. So, but he's also like a financial expert. You know, I'm not. I'm more of the. The gut, the passion—like I want to do this yeah. because of this, you know—and he's more. Well, you this can't do it, that this because this cost. is how much it's going to cost. So, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. So, yep. Yep. I mean, we all have uh, different strengths.
0: No, yep. you know, I get it, man. I get it. You know. Um, so, I always ask folks, especially um, in the restaurant business, I for sandwich making advice or sandwich making tips. What you got for me? For someone making a sandwich at home, what's uh, what's some things that. They should be considering or thinking of doing uh, When they make a sandwich Research it's, You're funny this is it like the second person To say research research
1: on a man you want To if you want a perfect sandwich Research but Know, what, know you, what you're doing first
0: I get That but let's say I'm making like just is there Anything that you think that some people making it At home just do not take it in take into account like i i've heard something from like all four edges i've heard all four edges spread the comment on all four edges um i've heard that i've heard a bunch of different things layer make sure your layers of your textures of your food yeah things like that layers
1: and textures are good but not everybody understands that correct that's why research is important so uh, yeah it can be like a simple peanut butter and jelly sandwich but would you want a shitty piece of bread or a good piece of bread Do you want local? Do you want, you know, so it just goes for as far as your knowledge goes. So if you want something fast, you're going to eat shit. You're going to put something together and just eat it. If you like food and you're like, you want to be full and you want to be like, Oh, I like that. Next time I want to try something different. Then do that. that. So everything that I ever do, whether it's like creating something a second time, first time, I'm always researching. I'm always reading about something. Uh, looking at other chefs Other guides And stuff like that um, I don't like to copy people I always like to do my own thing So it Just having good equipment Having good Quality Stuff Always makes the best stuff Like So if you have Quality which, ingredients Yeah if you have Baloney That Crappy baloney Then it's gonna be crappy you yeah. know? <laughs> So no, It's just It's it. just about What you want How you wanna make it And uh Research. I always, like I said, I always research everything and anything I want to make. Like, I, I made pastelillos last week and I made them out of al pastor taco meat. So I was like, no one's ever done that before. So I was like, let me do it. Yeah. And instead of putting pineapple in there, I put, uh, plato no manudo so sweet sweet plantains oh god so it it takes a different take on el pastor and pastelio at the same time Mm -hmm. so i've been eating them all week selling them all week so it's just stuff like that like i knew that once i created that that it was going to be different but i still researched it you know still researched like that you know has it been done before is any recipes out there yeah no one's done it before I made a Basilio burger. No one's done it before. Yeah. So it's just like when you're creating something, man, just put your love into it. Love, passion, regardless if it is quality and green. It's not everybody can get it. quality and green. It's yeah. just what you put your mind to.
0: Make the best of what you Make got. Make the best of what you got. What do you do for fun? Video games. Do you find do you still have time to play video games? Like how do you balance that? Cuz with running with your business running it ru- it running constantly in your brain, family time, all of that, how do you balance it?
1: That's hard to say. I think that would be a good question for my for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: Cause funny cuz my wife makes me ask this question every single time cuz she's like, "Well, um, maybe you can learn how you can balance it. I'm trying, but it's uh it's definitely a game."
1: It's yeah, it's um well, it it works for us because I work pretty much all day and so does my wife. So when she comes home, she's like watching TV. Sometimes we lay down and I watch TV with her, but most of the time I got all this free time. So uh, I'm always working. So now that we're closed Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, I just like, those are kind of like, I'm still working. It's like, I'm here with you right now. Yeah. So, I mean, after this, you know, we're supposed to do like an event at tactical brewing, but and the guys are like, It's too cold, you know. They don't want to cook out there at night, so I'm like, so we ain't doing nothing tonight. But um I mean it's like that's like a it's a hard question, man. Yeah. It really it is. is because I, I I still make time, no matter what. I make time for my family. I take my daughter to school every day, I take her to her doctor's appointments, I, I do things with my wife, my son. We we, we always we're always doing something. But that's good. I always find a moment. Whether it's two, three in the morning, I'm playing a video game. Everyone else is sleeping, so. Do uh, time decompress time? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and a lot of there, I have like my fans, you know. I have friends that I've been friends with for like 15, 20 years. So and sometimes I just get on or like get on a headset like this, and we just like decompress, talking about stuff, mm-hmm. you know, their life stuff, their business stuff. Hey, Chef, uh, how'd you open your business and like? I want to do this, you, yeah. know, and, you know, and I just try to help them the best way I can. You know, I think anybody can open a business. I think, uh, I think it's the way to go. I think as far as uh, anybody that sh- doubts themselves is you're just wasting time, man.
0: Would you say that's your advice for someone starting to wanting to start something?
1: Just go for it. Go for it. Go for it, man. Like, like I have a friend that's uh, moved from uh, Chicago. And uh, he's not a chef or anything. He's been watching. He's been watching us for quite some time. And he came to the restaurant, the like, beginning of the year, and we became friends. And he just liked what I was doing, and we connected on that level. And now he's going to be using my kitchen to to help him um, take off his tacaria type of brand. So that's how the El pastor stuff came about because
0: you were help working bro, help, helping working with
1: him helping helping talking with him yeah. and stuff like that and he got me in the mood and I was like I'm going to make some pastor tacos. Yeah. So, you know, I was making the chote paste and uh he made his, I made mine and I tasted his and I was like I was like, you know, why are you using the canned stuff, bro? Don't put the canned pineapple in there, man. Don't do that. It just makes it so concentrated. Once again,
0: it's the it's the understanding of the flavors and the levels, and then and yours. Obviously, you're coming from in the background of seeing things come, especially fresh kitchen. uh, You know, versus being coming from a canned kitchen. So yeah, that's why I
1: corporate for me. That's the only thing that that uh, that I learned that canned stuff from. But everything else that I've worked, anybody else I worked for, it's always been like from scratch. Yeah, you know, making it from ground up.
0: You got any adv- other advice for, for that you would either give yourself if you were starting over or looking to start something uh, based on your experience?
1: Just have a vision. Just go with it. Okay. Don't, don't hold back on your visions. Like if you see something and you want it to be that way, do it. Don't listen to anybody else and do it their way because in the end, you're just going to end up suffering from it or you're going to end up changing it to do it your way anyways. There's a reason why you get those gut feelings, those hard feelings and those, that's, that's, that, to me, I I say that's... The people say it's your conscience. I say that I think of it as God. Mm-hmm. Like, everything that I've done to this time has always been on decisions on faith and, like, Christ himself. You know, uh, I don't go to church, but I do talk to him at night. I talk to him when I go to sleep. You know, I don't talk out loud. I, I It's more of, like, a, a talking in my mind. Yeah but uh i'm always talking to him mm-hmm. asking for guidance and stuff like that and uh he's never steered me wrong you know Yep. I'm definitely not like a person to be like like christ 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 you know but um at the same time you gotta have some faith in something you know whether it's whatever you believe in uh, yep. let's put it that way you know? i love
0: it how can people uh, How can people follow you Where can they uh, What's the Where's the restaurant at Give uh, Give the details of well, How can people f- can follow And eat And also at the same time Follow you on social
1: You can follow us on um, Alex's Fresh Kitchen FL.com Is the website You can check that out Also Alex's Fresh Kitchen On Facebook and Instagram The address is uh, 1015FL436 Suite 109 Castleberry, Florida We're right next to The Wawa And uh Red Buck Lake and Tijuana Flats. So, if you're not looking for us, you're not going to find us. Yeah. So,
0: just put it in ways.
1: Yeah. You'll you just find have to, it. F- yeah, put it in ways, put it in Google, uh, just type of Alex's Fresh Kitchen. And we're right, we're in the pass through of Altamont and Maitland. So,
0: yeah. You definitely got you're you're in the in the crosshairs of all those areas. Yes, for sure, for sure. Yes, Um, Alex, thank you so much. Uh, That's our show for today. Thank you so much to Alex Diaz for being on and having lunch with me today. Make sure to check them out. Um, Go to the restaurant if you do go. I'll keep, pre- I'll keep preaching it Take the dang pictures And post it And tag them um, Let them know that you ate here um, share, the, share the wealth uh, Spread the word When it comes to that If you enjoyed the show Definitely make sure to subscribe um, Obviously tell your friends Put some ratings down Put some stars Whatever you want to do If you want to support my brand Check out Deli Fresh Threads Do some shopping Once again Tell your friends If you haven't realized this yet Word of mouth Is like the greatest thing You can do for anybody um, Thank you until next time Keep eating sandwiches And follow your passion Thanks everyone